Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now Bet Online is where the game starts. Happy Victory Monday, Bills Mafia. What is going on, everybody? Another day, another win for the Buffalo Bills. Doesn't seem to matter who it is at this point. We are back with another episode of Believe in Bills podcast. Of course, I'm just a general, and I am again, as always, with two legends, the legend himself, coach, sports uh, director, he does it all, Coach Mookie Hawkins in the building. How you doing, Mookie? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Victory Monday. Bill's got to buy, you know. We crowning folks today, right? <laughs> that's that's a big W to go in on the buy with. And of course, we got the Hall of Famer, Ruben Brown in the building. What's going on, Ruben? How you feeling, man? I'm great. I'm uh, I'm pumped after the win. It was a great game. It couldn't have been more exciting. It, it was just, uh, it's what you come to expect from, uh, when two great teams play each other. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we, we talked about that, and we'll go ahead and get into it today. Of course, today's episode is brought to you guys by Bet Online. Shout out to Bet Online and the guys over there. Um, we're going to go ahead and get things started, kicked off with, I mean, hey, this is a fair question. I, I, I wanted to say NFL, but I was like, I'll be conservative, okay? Does this win solidify the Bills as the best team in the AFC? Mookie, what you what you think about that? I mean, in number one spot right now. I mean, what what team you know that beat the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs? Of course, I think that the Bills are the front runner in the, in, the, in the driver's seat for home for the advantage. We do understand what happened, you know, in Miami, but you know we'll settle that when time comes. But uh, for the Bills to go on the road to Baltimore and, and pull that out, and for them to go to Kansas City again and pull that out, I mean. What team? You 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 name a team in the AFC that's better. <laughs> oh man, I I have strong. I agree with you one hundred percent. Who is better than uh, Buffalo in the AFC right now? Uh, I I can't see a viable challenger other than the one that we just faced this past week, Kansas City. Um, and I think about something that my old coach Marv Levy would say to us uh, from time to time throughout of our, throughout the season. He would say, "Good teams or championship teams win on the road," and this was a road victory. And this is the type of uh, team you have to be in order to win a championship. Because when you win the chip, you're not going to be at home; you're going to be on the road. So if you can go out into harsh elements like Kansas City and bring home a victory, you're building the foundation 
of what it's going to take to end up being a championship team. And that they are right now. And listen, I've been on teams, guys, that at the halfway mark of the season, everybody was pretty much saying we were the Super Bowl champions or we're going to be the Super Bowl champions. But the second half of the season came and a lot of other outside factors came. I mean, injuries, uh, things like that, uh, just just other teams getting better. Um, and if you're not aware of those things, you know, being really good in the early part of the season means nothing. You know, what really matters is is this the uh the win that you stand on, or is this the win that you're going to just keep thinking about and don't focus on what's in the future? And I think, I don't think that's a problem for the Buffalo Bills because of their coaching staff have gotten, a, I, I believe they're pretty focused, but these, that's some things, something that could, could happen to this team. Now, everything looks good. We want it to stay that way. But these, you have to be aware of the possibilities of things. The other teams in the NFL are going to get better. And also, every NFL team is tough to beat. Just because we're Josh Allen don't mean we could just roll our Buffalo Bills helmet out there on the field and it's just going to win automatically. You know, it's going to take some great work. But what they showed this week, is what it takes to do the job for the rest of the season. Absolutely. I, I don't think there's any debating against that. Uh, you know, we beat the Kansas City Chiefs last year, and then we went out there. We had our own destiny in our hands, and we ended up losing the requisite amount of games that would allow us to not host, you know, a divisional round playoff and, or AFC championship game potentially. Um, but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move into the first quarter of today's show. We have Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Now, you got the two best quarterbacks in the NFL, probably the two best teams in the NFL, two of the best coaches in the NFL. This is a, It was a dogfight as we all expected it. But, I mean, people, people want to say, hey, you know, Patrick Mahomes has the hardware, right? He has the MVP. He has the Super Bowl, you know, which he won a few years ago. But – Nonetheless, he still has it, and he's played phenomenally throughout his career, right? But now this is two years in a row he's lost to Josh Allen on his home turf in the regular season, granted. Mm -hmm. But Josh Allen has now outperformed him again. Uh, what, what, is, what does that mean uh, for, for, you know, for the Bills' confidence going forward, Ruben? Uh, it means a lot when they go into big games, uh, the team itself. I know us as fans, we're confident that they have the capabilities and Josh has the talent to go out and do so. Um, it's just a matter of actually doing it on the day that you need it done. Uh, he's got a lot of hay in the barn, as they would say. You know, he a lot of success. Um, and it's hopefully well, we, we we want it all to be building towards that ultimate success, you know, so that, hey, we can be saying, oh, we got a Super Bowl under our belt, you know, years from now. You know, we, we could be having the same conversation that the fans 
of Kansas City make about their Patrick Mahomes? Oh, we got an MVP. Oh, we got a Super Bowl. Okay, that's well and good. But, you know, you don't keep that forever. <laughs> you know, somebody else is coming, and it'll be someone else's turn to be MVP and Super Bowl champion. So that'll be a fun, you know, back and forth with the Kansas City fans once that is accomplished for the Bills. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, 27 for 40 passing, 68% passing, um, 329 yards, three touchdowns for Josh Allen. And for Patrick Mahomes, he was 25 of 40. He had 338 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. I mean, you know, he, he was only 62, 63% passing uh, on the day. His rating wasn't great. Josh's was obviously great. What does it mean that Josh outdueled Patrick Mahomes again? Yeah, again, they're not talking about it. They don't want to hear it after the fact. Now they're just going to say, oh, he got to do it now in the playoffs. You know, it's always going to be some type of, you know, like this didn't count, like this didn't matter. And, yeah, he is playing Patrick Mahomes in the regular season the past couple of outings. He has outplayed Patrick Mahomes. But, again, yeah, when the game matters, we'll see in the postseason if they bump heads. Then I guess you know we can gauge it that way. But right now, in 2022 season, Josh Allen is probably the top quarterback in the NFL right now, and he just put that on display in Kansas City by being efficient, by getting, by 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 making the plays when it matters the most. You know, he made the plays. He didn't turn the ball over, other than that crazy whatever play we saw in the first drive with the option jet option whatever that was i know ruben was like i know ruben probably punched a hole in the wall when they went away from the run (laughs) to do that little play right there you know what i mean (laughs) you know but other than that john i think josh had a um a damn near near flawless game you know versus uh you know a tough kansas city team so yeah he has been playing i mean yeah, he's outplayed. Well, I ain't scared to say that, but it seems like everybody else is. They won't say that the day after that he's outplaying Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's outplaying Patrick Mahomes. That's why they were what two and a half point underdogs. The Bills covered the spread too. So they sure did. Right at the end of the day, Josh Allen is coming to Arrowhead. He's outplaying your starting quarterback, and that's why they were underdogs at home for that reason alone. Clearly hey. showed you. You, you are not wrong. However, you made a good point that I know Ruben's going to appreciate. So I want to get to it a little bit. I want to ask you, Ruben. Devin Singletary, I was, he was going off. I mean, receiving game, run game, he, it really didn't matter. He was producing whenever he touched the football. Mm-hmm. He had 17 carries for 85 yards. That is five yards per carry on the dot. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it's the second half. is Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, yada, yada, yada. But do was that – was that rushing performance encouraging for you? Oh, my goodness. You know, I was going to make that part of my rundown uh, about the run game. So uh, I know anytime you can effectively run the ball, you put the chances of a win in your hands. And they had designed runs, and the offensive line got into it and, and did a great job blocking. So – uh, anytime I see that, that's a recipe for success. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to point out something my guy Spence said. Shout out to Spence, always supporting. Uh, he says, what happens if Josh Allen wins an MVP Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP this year? What are those people going to say now that they can't use that as a way of saying Josh, Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen? And that's a great point because Josh, at this point, bar none, like he's by himself in the MVP, you know, voting. Uh, he is outplaying most teams, let alone most quarterbacks. So, you know, that if he can continue what he's doing now and not really falter, that's in the bag as far as I'm concerned. And then the Super Bowl, I mean, if they continue playing how they're playing now and not falter, that is also in the bag as far as I'm concerned. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what happens for the rest of the season. And if that should happen, the narrative that is created around these two quarterbacks, because I, it's, it's not, it's not far off right now. You know, whether you want to say Josh or Pat is better you're not necessarily wrong either way you go. But yeah. again, like Mookie said, Josh Allen is outperforming Patrick Mahomes as of right now. I, I mean, honestly, he's been outperforming him the last three seasons, mm-hmm. two seasons, and then this season, of course. Mm-hmm. And the only reason Pat gets the advantage really is because he's able to squeak out those wins in the playoffs. So that is a monkey that the Bills have to get off their back. And there's a man that is going to be able to help them do it. He certainly helped them yesterday. We're going to go ahead and get into the second quarter, the tale of Von Miller. Von Miller came into Buffalo uh, with the idea that we needed to get 15 on the ground. Von Miller came into Buffalo with the idea that I need to win another Super Bowl. And, I mean, six weeks through the season, it looks like he certainly picked the right team, Mookie. Oh, yeah, this day. Money well spent. I can tell you that. You, you know, you always get what you pay for, right? Wait. We was paying Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes $10 million a piece to, to, to do what um, Von Miller did yesterday. Um, so let's just say that Von Miller got a sack in a count of two people, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison. You take their two contracts, you give it to Von Miller. Them $10 millions that they was making a piece, you combine that into one, and that turns into Von Miller. $20 million a year, he gets you two sacks, you know, versus Patrick Mahomes. And crucial moment. He's able to, you know, create enough pressure where he can force a game-winning turnover. So, yeah, money well spent. This is why you bring a guy like that in. You bring an ultimate pass rusher or ultimate closer to go just pin his ears back and just go get the quarterback when they need you to do that. You know, and Von Miller went out there and he showed you why. You know, he definitely took advantage of, you know, Kansas City O-line at that situation. And you know, you see the technique that the guy uses. It's a it's it's an array of moves. So that's money well spent to get an elite pass rusher in that in those situations. Absolutely. And Ruben, you tell us what what is it like going up against a dominant pass rusher that can affect the game? Like what what does that do to the morale of the offensive lineman? For the morale of the offensive line, it's it's one of uh, everyone knows someone is going to end up with a one-on-one and that's going to be a tough assignment. Yeah. All right. But here's the other problem. You're going to constantly throughout the, the game, try to come up with a way to assist that person that may either be one-on-one or where he's going to be blocking. So now you have to go out of your way to either have a tight end come and help and chip or running back help and chip or your guard sliding over late to help the tackle. And that all affects the rest of the offensive line. 
you know, when you're doing th stuff like that. Um, that could cause communication problems. It could cause problems between the tight end and the running backs and the tackle just tripping over each other trying to attempt to block Vaughn. So when you have a superior pass rushing talent, it's really about the pass rushing. You know, so he can he can do things in the run game. I've seen him slip around guys be elusive, but that's not always uh, a recipe for being a good run stopper. But that's not what he's in here for. He's in here to really elevate the entire defensive line, and he's done that with, you know, there's a four man front, and he's in it. You don't need the blitz. You know, there's your blitzing guy right there. He is that blitzing guy. And he's that guy that's going to have to eat up two men to block him. Or if that one man is blocking him, that means you got to get rid of the ball quick, you know, because you know that guy is only going to be able to uh, hold up for so long. Now, here's the thing about Vaughn. Now, they, that's the type of thing. That's like a Derek Thomas, a Reggie White, um, you know, all of these names that you heard in the past, the Bruce Smith. When that guy's on the line, all the other linemen, they, they may be good, but they're really irrelevant because the focus is to stop that guy first. And the rest of these guys should be an easy one-on-one -on -one matchup, which isn't always the case. So um, Von Miller's presence is a huge uh, sense of, uh, I would say, causes offensive linemen anxiety. You know, they need a therapist after uh, going in a game against a guy like that. And I tell you the thing about Von Miller, I was very nervous when they initially signed him. I'm glad, I'm glad he is the guy that we paid for. Because, you know, you've seen in past where a vaunted uh, a pass rusher or a guy we think is going to get some pressure and they come in and, and he don't do it. Or they don't use him right, a la what's, what was that big guy that they brought in? Um, anyway, let's forget about him because it, it didn't go well for him. Um, but he can he's come in and he's doing what, we expected of him with, with a name like Von Miller and Super Bowl champions and great pass pressure. He's doing those things. So uh, you, we couldn't be more happy with the addition of Von Miller. Yeah, you, you certainly can be. Just looking at the way he's performed so far this season, he already has six sacks through six weeks. Uh, and, and he only plays 30 to 40% of those snaps, mm -hmm. which is even crazier to think about. Um, you know, he was a huge factor in yesterday's games with a lot of clutch plays and even times where he didn't get a sack, you know, that last play uh, where Patrick Mahomes threw that, you know, interception mm -hmm. to Teron Johnson, it was because of his pressure that, that forced that mm -hmm. to happen. So Bob Miller has been a major contributor. Uh, before we move on, I, 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 <laughs> I have to give the people these numbers. All right. So this is back to Josh Allen for just a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen has 19 total touchdowns. That leads the league. He has 17 passing touchdowns. That leads the league. He also leads the league in passer rating amongst anybody with at least 120 attempts so far this season. So, and, and you also have to factor in, oh, and I forgot passing yards as well, obviously. And, and you also have to remember that he's 
on, he's played two and a half less quarters than everybody else. So this this Bills team is is, is absolutely clicking. And uh, speaking of clicking, that brings us to our third quarter situational football. Right, situational football was big, huge part of last night. And uh, one team played better than another. I mean, it, it was a little close both ways, but one team was able to get it done in the end. Mookie, what did you think about the situational football that was played yesterday? Um, I was up and down with it at first because that first drive again, when you know, Singletary just basically get you all the way down the field, and you just get in the in the jet sweep. You, 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 why? What are we doing in the go? What are we in the shotgun for? Once we in the shotgun inside the 10 again, like doing goofy stuff, you know, doing plays that we haven't never did. And I never see, I, I don't know what that was right there. McKenzie going in motion, fresh off in concussion protocol. That wasn't the time to try to get Foxy that way. You know, Saffold is mowing the lawn. He's, he's handling Chris Jones, the brick back bully of the defensive line. Run the football. I'm telling you now, Rube, he's chilling right now. But, again, if you watched the Bills, you would have seen Rube going nuts <laughs> if a run play wasn't caught in that sequence after Devin Singletary just clearly marched down six, seven, eight yards mm -hmm. of crack. Running behind him, by the way, mm -hmm. running behind Ruben. And then all of a sudden we get inside the 10 and we jet sweep it. Ruben would have went crazy. They mm -hmm. probably would have to change the car. I don't even think they would have did the jet sweep. <laughs> I think they would have changed that car. But, you know um, – yeah, you're right. <laughs> they definitely would have changed that call after that sequence. So, again, that situation, that can't happen. The Bills did a lot of self-infliction again. It's not what Kansas City did. It's what the Bills did. Like, again, that self-infliction turnover to start the game off. Um, on third and one, you got Khalil Shakur out in the situation again that you really shouldn't be in. you making him block somebody. Seemed like somebody missed the block on the perimeter right there, and that guy came right in and 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 tackled you know Singletary for a, a two yard loss on the third and one. Then we come around on the flip side on fourth and three. I don't know what the hell was called. Went nobody over the middle. It seemed like it was a design draw that you know they had kind of figured out. But I mean, if that if he's figured out where he can't run over the middle, somebody should be open running over the middle. I didn't even see that neither. You your 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 check down was to Stephen Diggs doing an out on that play. What that was play horrible. Was that? When was that was him? that was late in the game field. when when Kansas City got the ball back at midfield and the, the oh, Bills yeah. defense had to get a stop right there and they end up getting the stop. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. That was a key part of the game right there because if Kansas City scores there, it's a different ball it's game right different. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Just goofy goofiness right there. I'd rather just punt the ball, you know, and, man, you know, let them travel the distance. Put your defense in that situation. I mean, they was able to come out, you know, on top. But, you know, late in the game, sometimes you just got to be smart. And, and that wasn't smart in my eyes. I, I respect them being aggressive and all that. But, you know, that could have cost the game. Um, those are just, you know, some of the negatives to point out of situational football. But on the flip side, um, I think it was a good call, finally running that quarterback power at the right time. Just putting the ball in Josh Allen's hands to see what he could do. He almost scored there. He did miraculously what he normally do on quarterback powers, jump over Kansas City defensive backs. This ain't the first time he did that to a Kansas City back. 
So that was a good call in a situation that the Bills definitely needed uh, to a quarterback to make a play. Um, that laser to Dawson Knox, that's that was insane. That was just clearly yeah. insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a lot of good things that the Bills did situationally. I mean, you want to talk about the 98-yard drive, you know what I mean, <laughs> before halftime again. It seemed like, like, who was doing that? Your back's against the wall, third and 13. You were able to connect with Gabe Davis, you know, for 18 yards to keep the sticks alive. And then you go down and, you know, close out the drive with a score. Um, the defensive situation late in the game, I asked Coach, um, did 13 seconds last year prepare you for, you know, in that situation again where it was just so simple to rush three and spy with Milano, right? Like you figured they would have like, duh, you I didn't do that last year, you know what I mean? But so situational football, I think the Bills, I give the Bills, I give the Bills a B plus on situational football uh, this week. Uh, I didn't like those those couple of instances that you know could have been key factors in, in in that game. But Kansas City didn't get no points off that turnover with Josh and the fumble, and they didn't get no points on. The Bills going for it deep in, you know, at midfield, not converting, giving Patrick Mahomes a short field late in the game. That didn't cost them. So you credit the defense and, you know, they, they played well in the majority of the situations out there. All right. Before we get to your room, hold on. I got one more question for you. Right. I, I understand you didn't like the, the speed option. I get I I mean, I don't know about it. What I'm more concerned about is how – it didn't really look like Isaiah McKenzie really had was was focused maybe as he should have been. He, you know, he dropped the speed option, he dropped no, the touchdown pass I, over the middle, and he dropped the pass at the goal line where we were backed up on our own goal I, line. I, I tell, I tell you what dropped. happened. It was it was probably designed for Josh to keep the ball, bro. That's why McKenzie looked at shot when Josh was pitching it to him. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm I'm we, more so asking about been, McKenzie. That's a play we shouldn't have been running right there. Singletary is getting you seven, eight yards of crack. The team is in rhythm. Your offensive line is in rhythm. Why would you run? Why would you go outside zone when we killing them in the trenches right now? I mean, he clearly is running behind the guy getting seven, eight of crack at will. We get inside this red zone, we in our own way. Calling plays that we shouldn't be calling inside the red zone. That play, what I'm telling you, that play was designed for Josh to keep it. But two guys came in unblocked and he had to do something with the ball. And he did some goofy shit with the ball. And 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 McKenzie was the scapegoat because McKenzie was I'm I'm telling you, McKenzie didn't know and knew he wasn't trying to get that ball right there. That that was he looked like he on, on the shuffle the pass. Right yeah, on that whatever that was on the first drive. That's what it going. is. It's the shuffle pass. It's a shuffle. And it, it should have been more forward. And it shouldn't have been sideways. Now, that's uh, a coaching point for a quarterback and the running back to go over. Um, but actually, shuffle pass is a very dangerous play in the red zone, and it's usually reserved only for the red zone down there because they want to take advantage of upfield penetration. or It's almost like it's basically an option. You know, it's an option play. And, yeah, that's all it is. And it's designed to – they must have identified early in the week that there was a certain type of penetration that they were getting from that defense that they could get them to rush up field past McKenzie 
and he could be throwing the ball to McKenzie and he's gaining yards while the everybody's running past. Yeah, we've seen that a million times. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that play, you don't, obviously, everybody, I'm going to tell you right now, pay attention to it. You never see it anywhere other than in the goal line red zone area, you guys. That play does not come up anywhere. No, no team has that play in the middle of the field, backed up, anything like that. That play only shows up in the red zone area. Um, and it was uh, a miscue on all of their parts, really, because when they break that film down, they all going to sit in that meeting room and um, the the runner and the, and the quarterback and all of them, they're going to have to discuss it and say it was a miscue. And, and they'll find out which guy maybe Josh threw it faster or didn't throw it fire. I don't, I don't necessarily know the play well enough to know that, but I know it's in every playbook and it's a red zone play. Yeah, so, all right. I, I get it. I mean, I think it was more of like a fluke, and I understand, you know, why people disliked it or liked it, whatever the case may be. But I'm I was more so speaking about like the psyche of McKenzie going forward. He didn't have the best game, so that's why I want to ask you, Wookie. Like, what do you think is McKenzie's role is on this team going forward? Do you think maybe he lost favor with the coaches? Nah, I don't think he lost favor. I mean, you know, the guy was out concussed, so. You know, you, you just got to get – you got to shake the little bit of Ross he do have off and, you know, just, you know, get back in his rhythm. I, I think that you know, he just wasn't in game rhythm. And sometimes that happens when, you, when you're when you out, you know. You you know, you – I don't know what happened out there. It seemed like he was just, just – I think at the end of the day, he made some contributions. I mean, I know, I know early off he didn't start. He didn't look good at all. Yeah. But I think – at the end of the game, can't mean wasn't using them like we would have thought we would have used them. Uh, and that's he actually have, he had a yeah, good in the game. Yeah, late I, in the game, you know. I, but looking at the, the three plays where yeah. oh, God, yeah, that's all this is that those are just standout plays, like what the yeah. hell? Like, well, I would say this on that, you know, every game guy might not have his best game. You know what I mean? And and clearly he didn't have his best game, you know. But I don't think in any way this is going to discourage the coaching staff from, you know, designing plays differently with him. I'm sure they'll address it. And I I tell you what will change if it it shows up in another game (laughs) and then you you got two games like that, then it's going to be like, all right, we're going to sit you down. But right now, from what he's contributed, you could say, all right, you didn't start off that well. You made some mistakes. We could clean up because we did get some good plays out of you. You you had a C game opposed to having an A game. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, All right, so we'll go ahead and get into the fourth quarter. And fourth quarter is the number one defense in the NFL. Now, of course, we know, the Kansas City Chiefs were the number one scoring offense in the NFL coming in. That was a fake stat because the Bills, again, have played two and a half quarters <laughs> in them. But, no, that's neither here nor there. Uh, they still were high scoring. And if not number one, then top two for sure, right? Um, looking at that, the Buffalo Bills defense that was averaging 12.2 points per game only allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to score 20 points. 
through four quarters of play. How huge is that, Ruben? That is tremendous. You know, a good defense is the best offense that you could ever have. I'm telling you, I played football all my life, and there's nothing better for a team to have a number one fronted defense. I will pass on a number one offense any day for a number one defense, guys. I'm an offensive lineman, but I'm a deep down inside me. I know the value of a good defense. A good defense can give an average offense the ball back a million times, and you can still win that damn game. I mm-hmm. lie, Chicago Bears 2006, son. We have no quarterbacks, zero quarterbacks, and a running back, and the rest was defensive special teams. So you can't tell me a number one defense is the best weapon to anybody. And think about this. This is what is so impressive about a number one defense in the NFL at this particular time. The game itself is like a sandlot flag football game. Points be scored left and right, but people putting up 40 bombs, 50 bombs that win games on Sunday. um, One of the worst teams in the league, uh, Detroit Lions, was mashing gas on people early in the season with points being put up on the board. You know, they were – what was that game, guys, if you – I, you know, my memory is crap. Um, Detroit was playing somebody. I think it was like 42 to 32, something. Going into last week, Detroit was averaging the most points per game. So Yeah, you know, that's the Detroit Lions, and they only got, what, one win? You come on. So, so I'm telling you, defense, baby, defense, a number one defense. is, and, and, Oh, look how dangerous to have a number one defense in Buffalo is, guys. I mean, I'm salivating, thinking about, about a number one defense. The number of times a number one defense means they keep giving the ball back to the offense. And, boy, our offense is number one. Oh, my uh, <laughs> Talking about having a number one defense, you also got the number one offense. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it's like. Man, it, it, it's, it's, it's as good as it gets. The formula for success is, I mean, just it's amazing to see it, it all come together right now because that number one defense is probably the most valuable asset to the entire Buffalo Bills team. Last year, looking at it, Mookie, uh, the Bills had the number one defense statistically, maybe not necessarily in the locker room, though, not the most talented. Is this the most talented, dominant defense in the NFL right now? Um, One of. No. One of. One of. I'm one of. say no right now. They, they're good. They holding it down. But one of. It's actually. Actually, it could be a tie. I mean, they in the conversation clearly it's theirs to you know hold on to it, make people believe it more. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, guys, this is Buffalo, right? And we know that people look down on Buffalo, it's not a major market, it's not Chicago, it's not Green Bay, it's not Dallas, <laughs> you know. 
you have you to be, talk about them right now. Don't, and you know then, this is this is a part to my conversation. You know, technically, the Bills are that that excitement that everybody in the NFL. You turn the news on, you turn on the major stations. Everyone's yelling how great with the Eagles defense. How great the Dallas Cowboy defense. How great is what's the other defense everybody yelling about? Uh, oh, Buffalo Bills. That's because <laughs> they wait to think about the Buffalo Bills. I did that on purpose just because Philadelphia and Dallas, two big markets. And so we're going to hear more noise generally about their success, you know, and their success gets bumped up a little bit more because they got more media outlets. They got sheer numbers of more people talking about them, you know, but when they get down, like, you know, when it turns into real football and not just the, the weatherman saying, Hey, we got the number one defense and people that really look at the game like us, the three of us. And we tell those people like, no, technically we got the number one defense and, and ours is as good as yours and is, it's advertised. It's just that you gotta you just got more people that you can tell your lies to. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll buy it because they in your town. You know, what's our population in Buffalo? Yeah, probably about 125. Yeah, All right, like 125. Dallas and 50, Dallas and Philly alone, just just alone, they can get uh, uh, that like in a second you know they got the numbers you know what i mean so it's gonna automatically land people to think oh well you know chicago it's it's buffalo i mean no it's it's philadelphia and it's dallas they're the best but yeah you only think a large market team I, I, i will say all right the Bills are the number one rushing defense, and they're number two total defense in terms of yardage, and they are the number one scoring defense. After having played two former MVPs, a Super Bowl champion in Matt Stafford, who has an MVP arm, and also a Pro Bowl quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, and Tua, who's supposed to be this upgraded version of whatever, whatever, right? <laughs> so, I mean, the, the resume is there. Mookie, what, what, what do you think then? I'm saying no because you know I'm just waiting for the Bills to get completely happy, and that's when you're really going to see the number one defense. <laughs> uh, like these that. dudes are not even really like all that healthy. You got Jordan Poyer right now on the shuttle bus. You know, probably just got back to got just got back to the town as we speak. You know, because he couldn't get on the plane because of a collapsed lung. So you know, he he drove to Kansas City and back to kansas city so you know once those guys get completely fully healthy thank god the bye week is this week so you know maybe you know some wounds get healed and you know we'll get Tredavious white back you know you know pretty yeah. soon i'm not gonna rush things just because he's cleared to practice but um you know you're going to get Tredavious back at some point and the way these young rookie uh cornerbacks are playing and kyer elam and and benford and let's not forget xavier rhodes is still on this roster so 
once you know this defense get completely healthy, Jordan Phillips, look at the way he played. I told you he was gonna be an X factor out there. Oh, uh, he balled out. I'm I'm oh, I like the big fella back in there. He was <laughs> I mean, you know, so and he's still dealing with a little nagging yeah. hamstring injury. But once those guys get really completely healthy, then I mean I'm it's, a, it's I'm inevitable in there as a player, Mookie. I'm gonna throw this in there as a player, and, and you're right, as completely healthy relative to them all being on the field and being able to play at their best. Now, a, a old player told me once at the early part of the season, I had messed my finger up, and I was like, Oh man, I can't wait till I make this get healthy with this again. He's like, You ain't gonna be healthy no more. <laughs> you know, you you have a new healthy, and once you've been hurt, and then if you come back, you still hurt. You just find a way to you know play through mm -hmm. that hurt or that injury because um uh, the big fella's hamstring, he's gonna have to monitor that all year long. It doesn't go away, you know. And I think a lot of times when we hear healthy, we think okay, they had two weeks off, they back, oh, they can run full speed again. There's still slight limitations because that injury isn't going to completely heal until really the season's over with. So you're seeing that, and, and think about that, guys. Think about how tough those guys are to be able to have these injuries, then fight back, get on the field and play and still maintain them. Because, you know, I'm telling you, ask any ask a track runner. If a hot, what what happened when they pull a hamstring? How long they they got to deal? That that hamstring be rest of your life. I still to this day hamstrings mess with me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I'm just give you that part of getting back healthy. But they'll be when they do get back on the field, you know, they know they coming back and they got to play at that level, even though they might have a little uh, bump or bruise that they still nursing. All right, fair enough, gentlemen. All right, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into the kneel down portion of the show. You already know that's where we get our segments to talk about whatever is yeah, on our yeah. heart. And we're going to start off with the legendary coach, Mookie Hawkins, a moment with Mookie. What's on your mind today, Coach? Victory Monday is on my mind, and the Bills are in the driver's seat for home field advantage. Again, it's not the blowout that we expected, but I mean, the Bills dominated when they needed to dominate the game. Um, I mean, the coach got confidence to go for it on fourth and three late in the game where they're down, you know, and they don't convert, but the defense, you know, goes through. I mean, you, you're starting to see this team, again, like that, that second half in that Baltimore game, that's where you start to see the chemistry coming and the team's gelling. And you, that's kind of scary for – a Super Bowl contender team to jail very early. And you're seeing that in, a, in the Steeler game, the blowout versus the Steelers, and you see the confidence in the Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And you're going to see that confidence against every team that they play. They are not going to play down to the level of their competition. They've been there and done that. So for those guys to go out there and play um, aggressively cautious, I like that. I like where it's going, you know, coming into the bye week. Rest guys up. Green Bay's not playing well. And, um, you know, hopefully this thing can continue because right now it all leads through Buffalo, baby. If they can keep this thing up, 
the road to the Super Bowl leads through Buffalo, baby. And, you know, a lot of teams don't want to come here late January. They don't want to come here. You know, Ruben already know they don't want to do that. So, you know, I like where the team is right now. The coach is doing a solid job. You know, let's let's get let's get consistent with it. And, you know, boys get healthy and you can really start seeing blowouts and, you know, not a people not being scored or this. I mean, it's just as simple as that. <laughs> A win over Kansas City and a win over Baltimore definitely push you in the driver's seat here in the AFC. All right, next up, we got the legendary Ruben Brown, of course, legendary Buffalo Bills player, Hall of Fame candidate. What's on your mind today, Rube? Oh, man, it was an amazing game. And I, I came into the rundown talk, wanting to talk about the emergence of the Buffalo Bills run game. Oh, my God. They actually have a run game. They actually have a designed run game. Not no Josh dropped back and he can't find nobody open and decide to run. Not no, oh, I'm going to run my quarterback on a, uh Oklahoma sweep run. I'm talking turn around, hand it to the running back, which I ain't even know we had running backs to run the ball. I thought we just had them to catch the damn ball. Man. <laughs> I was so damn happy. I could not. I, I lost myself. I was like, oh, they go, they gonna come out here and pull a Bill Belichick on your ass. You just thought they was gonna pass everywhere, and then they're gonna line up and run formation and smash on your ass. I loved it. I tell mm -hmm. when I saw that, I said, Buffalo, y'all some gangster motherfuckers, man. I'm gonna tell you why. Buffalo is the mob, son. I'm telling you, they are the mob because who the hell lines up in their goal line and shotgun and drop bombs all the way to the other end of the end zone? Who? I didn't see Patrick Mahomes do that. I ain't seen uh, Rodgers. I ain't seen Tom Brady. I ain't seen no team. This the, How many times, guys, has that happened? The Bills are backed up in the end zone. They in shotgun formation. So we coming up out of this joint. We coming up. And not we're not going to. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Whenever a team is backed up, I can call the very first play that every team in the NFL puts in their playbook to run to get out of that. Every team runs that dive straight ahead. That's the only play you can run in, out of that situation. What did our team do? Y'all tell me. <laughs> Y'all tell me. And then, wanna, then, wanna then go tell forward. me. Huh? You want to move forward. You want to get as many yards as you can, moving only north and south because you do not want to move east and west on the goal line. Uh, and they came up out of there like they planned it. You see <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? It's designed. Like they planned. Most teams come out of passing that situation. The quarterback throwing it up over his shoulder. He ain't even looking where it's going because he's just <laughs> trying to keep it from going in the back of the end zone for a safety. But would it be no Josh standing in that strong and boom, first down. Like, wait a minute. Or, or touchdown. <laughs> we, we had you. Now, okay. Now, now that you took that first down, take this touchdown. Take that, take that, take that. Gangster fellas. Gangsters. The Bills, the Bills is the mob. Is, the mafia, they the mob. 
I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we have a general ruler. Um, so for me, I, I think there is a really, really huge difference between, you know, because obviously we knew prior to this game we were going to have our bye week after it, right? Going into this game, I feel like it was super important to win because there's a huge difference between going into the bye after a tough loss to your, I mean, your rival for all intents and purposes, right? And then um, also, oops, excuse me, going into bye versus a rival, on a loss versus your rival, four and two, you know, and, and you got to sit with that. You got to let that fester for two whole weeks before you can get back on the field and take your emotions out on people, right? But to go into the bye where you get a break, I'm sure you'll enjoy it more. <laughs> you know, you yeah. come off of beating the best team in the in the AFC. You know, it, it it just it has to be a much better feeling as a player. It most certainly is a much better feeling as a fan. Um, you know, to to get that win, it's two years in a row now in Arrowhead. Josh Allen outduels Patrick Mahomes again. I mean. This is now three times in a row where he's really yeah. outdoing Patrick Mahomes, if we're being completely honest. But I mean, so, <laughs> you know, I, it feels really good to get that W. And, you know, you know, every Sunday, every Sunday when the Bills play, you know, it comes with a little anxiety. I don't care if we're playing the Chiefs or the Lions, right? Yeah. Um, but obviously, there's a little more when you're playing the Chiefs and the Ravens and things like that. I ain't got no anxiety next week. Because I know we already stumped the Chiefs and the Ravens, so I ain't worried about it, you know. <laughs> and that's that's a great feeling to have. So uh, I'm really happy about that. But uh, fellas, y'all got anything else y'all wanna wanna uh, say before we get up out of here? You wanna crown their asses? Crown them, because they were who they thought we were. <laughs> they were who we thought they were. All right. I just want to tell everybody out there in the world, a mafia is more a mob. <laughs> All right. It's a mob. It's a mob. Do you believe? Hey. <laughs> Go Bills. <laughs> Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now Bet Online is where the game stops. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.